Why will Star Cruiser be around longer than you think? Let's discuss. Welcome to Princess and Scoundrel, where we take you along our scrappily ever after, from Fantasyland to Tatooine and everything in between. I'm Sarah. And I'm Steven. And it has been four months since we've had an episode dedicated to Star Cruiser. I don't believe that, but we did go back and check. It's official. We official discussion about Star Cruiser like a true because I think we've dedicated. always had little tidbits of Star Cruiser in our conversations. So right, but I was shocked that it had been so long, and I was like, "We're overdue." Now I feel like a fraud for not talking <laughs> about Star Cruiser. So I'm glad we had this one scheduled because Star Cruiser has been open for a year. Yeah, it's like a little. It's a Star Cruiser birthday. It's their first birthday. There has to be some way to celebrate. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, one of the things that I, when we, we decided that we were going to have the conversation, I wanted to make sure that we kind of talked about it a little more critically, um, because we, everyone knows we love it and we, we want to see the positive side of things and, and look at it in positive lights, but we want to make sure again, this is that point now it's been a year. We've, we gave it its time to kind of just be out there and, and grow and I think now we could kind of look at it more critically and and kind of look at its past, what, what's what's happened, its present, what it is currently, and then, you know, what we think the future of it could be. So, so is it like at work where you get like your year-end evaluation? You're the, like, how'd is, you do? This Let's is what we're, we're giving the year-end evaluations. <laughs> Go ahead and Are you going to get a bonus? <laughs> So let's start with the past and what's happened with Star Cruiser in its first year. We got some new offerings that weren't there on the very first voyage. The first one being image design, which makes sense in a Star Wars context, but essentially is just face paint. Yeah. Really great face paint. Well, and I think the that kind of came from, if you recall, when they first announced it, it was kind of one of those things that they said they were going to uh, provide like robes type, like everybody was going to, everybody was going to be in costume. Yeah. And I think it was something that they quickly realized that that was not viable. I would agree with, like, I like the idea. It's a novel idea, but I would not like to wear a, some Jedi robes that. Stanky robes. Some, well, that somebody's worn the whole week before. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's one of those like, it's a good compromise and they, they allow the opportunities for you to get costumes uh, and they encourage people to come in costumes, right. which is again, great. But the, I like how they switched it to be the, just the face paint, the face paint. So here's the thing with the face paint. It's super cool. They do really great designs. They use high quality makeup that will last, but you're a little bit limited in that you can get it, you know, Anytime day one, basically, I last I checked, you can't get it the morning, like your day two morning before Batu. Before Batu, even though there are Batu approved face paints, because the technical rule is that you can't have more than fifty percent of your face covered in in paint or in any way. Now they're they've been pretty lax about it. We've seen Twilex with full face paint and everything, but I think that's that's them looking out for you. 
Because if they, they said, yeah, sure, we could charge you, and they just put some, you know, light face paint around your face. Yeah. You're going to be upset. Yeah. So they have, they've got the two different categories. But here's the thing. One, you can't do it the morning of Batu. So you have to do it in the afternoons. And if you want it for both days, then you got to book it on day one and just not wash your face. <laughs> and it's $130. And I think the thing is, this is where the biggest gripe of all of Star Cruiser is is the price. Yeah. Um, and you know, and this this is that elephant in the room. That price is very significant. Yeah, very significant. And then the additional things that were like the face paint, it's great, but are you gonna take that step? Which brings me to one of the other changes they did they did was the the CSL portraits. Mm-hmm. Initially, those were really good value oh, and man. everybody was that was being sold out left and right like truly sold out to the point where if you didn't call in within the first hour of phone lines opening you probably weren't getting a time like it, they went fast yeah so that demand through the roof and, and they, they quickly saw that <laughs> <laughs> and so they said you know what we're going to capitalize on that and then it i feel like there's Far and few between of those pictures. Yeah. So they, I mean, they're they, great pictures still. I still see them pop up on, on the groups and, you know, on Instagram, but not as much as we did at the very beginning. Right. Well, cause the price went from $99 to $399. It quadrupled overnight. Yeah. That's a huge bump in price. Now, just like with the face paint, if you're looking at Having a professional makeup artist do your makeup, $130 probably isn't bad. If you're having a professional photographer take these amazing pictures of you for 30 minutes, $399 is not terrible. But from what it was yeah. to what it went to overnight, it's just like, I'm already spending that's a lot a, of money yeah, being that's a here. That's a tough pill to swallow for it sure. It is. And I've seen more people pass up the portrait experience that would have done it at $99 that don't do it at $399. And I finally, for the first time, booked one client on image design in the, I don't remember when that became available. It was sometime over the summer, I think. It wasn't there for our first voyage, but it was definitely there on our second one because we had, we had people on our voyage that had it. Yeah. But in that whole span of time till now, one client has booked image design. One of the other new offerings that they have, aside from image design, is the Spirits of Adventure drink tasting. Now, they, from the beginning, had Cantina Chronicles, which was a non-alcoholic drink tasting and was free. But Spirits of Adventure is a paid one and there's alcohol. So it comes with three smaller than normal size drinks. And then the fourth drink is regular size. But they give you this whole story. We did it yeah. on our last voyage and it was really fun. And for the price, it was, I think it was like 50 or $55 plus tax. I yeah, was, I think you're paying for the drinks basically. Is as what it, it would come out to be that, and probably the entertainment too. Uh, I mean, it's like eh, maybe, but it's a great experience. It was pretty limited. Like you can't; it's only at the bar, so not everybody can go yeah, in it's there. A, it's and, a very small group of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that was a that was an interesting thing to do. Um, it was cool because you got a private, basically, storytelling of these different drinks. Um you know, with the, the yeah, like chemist. 
Yeah. And you got like a separate, like a new, you learned a new type of cheers for each of the drinks too. It was a cool experience. I'm glad they've added that as a new offering. Cause I think it makes it more like a cruise because cruises just have drink yeah. tastings. Yeah. So this helps to make it more like a cruise and just give you something to do if you don't want to be on Batu midday. Yeah. Yeah. So, but speaking of alcoholic drinks, there are a couple new alcoholic drinks that they have. Well, they have new drinks that they've added to the menu. One of them was non-alcoholic that I made alcoholic when we <laughs> went the Gem of Ryloth. But the big one was the Crate Reactor. That one's a cool one. That one's a cool one. It's like a basically a four-person, but like very COVID-friendly. Um, what is it? Dragon fruit margarita. Yeah. So everybody gets their own cup. Everybody gets their own straw. It's all nice and individual. I, I think the cool thing about that is like there is like that when you order it, it's it draws attention like to you know everybody because like they come out they're you know doing a chant and the actual reactor is glowing pink and you know big and heavy so it's a it's an attention grabber for sure yeah no that one was really fun i'm looking forward to doing that one again <laughs> there is another there is a little bit of a story element that they've added almost like a Mm, like a kickoff, if you will, that we haven't gotten to experience yet. And that's the ways of the Saja. So, and I think this is a, a not a gripe, but it's something that was needed. And I'm so glad that they've adjusted and they've added this. So the ways of the Saja is essentially a, I think it's 20 minutes where you get to get introduced to the ways of the Saja. You get they're going to be at a certain place at a certain time, which it was very difficult to pin down the Saja at the beginning, <laughs> at yeah. the beginning, because you wanted to go down the Jedi path. And we were almost like, how do we even start? Like, yeah. Where do you find them? So this gives you a way to interact with them and learn a little bit more about it. Cause the Saja are kind of, they're a little mysterious. Yeah. I would agree that this was one of those modifications that they made to the story and to just like the experience based off of, Again, not necessarily complaints, but just, hey, how do we even start that? There was no way of it just introducing yourself. And they kind of just here, like, you know, put it up front. And here's a way to introduce yourself and, and make yourself known for that path. Right. Because if you had really the only time that you know you're going to be with Asaja is during your lightsaber training time. So if your lightsaber training was like day two late... You may not ever really interact with Saja until that point. Yeah. So this was much needed. I'm really glad that they've put this in place. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I don't, we haven't experienced it, but it's an interesting way of getting each of these paths start, like really getting them all started. Right. Yeah. It, like it truly is like, do you want this path? Go here. Yeah. Do you want this path? Go here. And they're all about the same time frame. So it helps. Yeah. They've also made some minor changes to, I believe, some story elements in the muster drill and in the finale as well. Again, those have happened since our last cruise. So we'll get to experience them and talk a little bit more after our next one. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's the, these, I think are all like nothing significant where we've heard, oh my gosh, it's an in, entirely, entirely different story or, you know, it's, completely different right these are just making sure the flow of everything is working right and i think that was it was bound to happen because they 
when they're building it, they don't have these guests. And, and I think that's the big thing that people always forget is when they're building it, they, the person playing is playing a certain way. They're playing to, to make the story go, whatever, you know, to yeah. progress it. They have inside knowledge on yeah. how it should be. And so they, they play along, even if they don't try to, they, I think they play along. Whereas if you're in a situation where it's guest and maybe they're really going in there, I'm trying to ruin it. Well, they're trying to ruin proof, you know, any, any aspect of it. And it's like, okay, this is where hold up are. We're going to, you know, be able to steer that boat no matter what. Right. So, I mean, they're, the fact that they're acknowledging these things, they're, I wouldn't even say course correcting because they're not major things that they're changing, but the fact that they're adapting Thumbs yeah. up there. Yeah. You get a, a plus, a check on your <laughs> performance review. Good for keeping up. Good for keeping up. <laughs> so one other price increase thing that they've changed that nobody really batted an eye at is Captain's Table. So yeah. it was initially $30 when it first when it first started. And then and it was like that for all of 2022. 2023, they announced the Captain's Table was going to bump up to $50 a person. And like literally nobody was like, mm, too expensive. I don't want to do that anymore. Because I feel like we all thought it was priced too low. <laughs> I mean, it, it's one of those interesting things because like, again, we felt that it was low. Mm. We didn't experience it. So we don't, we don't know what we're missing. But at the same time, if I still think even at the price that they raised it to, it's not something that you're going to... You know, not like the the portraits where you're like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like if we have an opportunity, we're going right. to take it. So yeah. like, I think they priced that. They And that's why no one said anything because it was just, it, like, it seemed like a price increase that and that sense. was it. Yeah. yeah. And for 50, I think $50 is the right price for it because you get a couple extra dishes. You get some FaceTime with the captain or another character, but you don't get, it's, you're not sitting there with the captain the entire time. She's not dining with you you're not getting these like huge portions or different meals than everybody else is yeah. getting like you're not getting something completely different you're just getting additions to and i think that's something to like realize like if you're not getting captain's table it's you're not missing out on that much right you know you're not like oh i'm not you know part of the show it's i'm a miss out type of things like no everybody gets to enjoy the show it's just they get a little bit extra food, uh, you know, a, a token. Uh, yeah. The, so. the medallion, the coin. So it's like they get a couple things, but it's nothing that you're going to, you know, really, really miss out on. Right. Which I think is good because it's not like a, it's not like you have to pay this money or you don't get these really cool things. Yeah. Like that's appreciated, but let's move on to kind of, one of them is forces outside of Star Cruiser's control, which is the weather. So we saw voyages get canceled for weather. Oh, last and people year. ate that up. Oh man, people was like, "Oh, it's canceled." They canceled Star Cruiser. There was hurricanes. Hurricanes. <laughs> Just calm down. There was hurricanes. <laughs> they were looking out for people's safety. And thank goodness. Too. Yes. And Disney gave discounts from that. Disney did. So that was give like their, I think their first discount. That was the very first discount. So they had, I think it was one voyage in August and then two in November that they ended up moving. And so if you were impacted and you needed to move it, they would give you a very nice discount for it. And oh boy, the process of 
moving those canceled voyages. Uh, they're was, not going to make it easy. Man. Oh like, my gosh. That, that's money that they're, it was, they're not pocketing. So they're going <laughs> to. I happened to come across that post today, completely unrelated to preparing for this conversation. I had spent over five hours on the phone moving one of my guests off of one of those hurricane canceled yeah. voyages. It was. Well, and I think it's because they were, it's an entire voyage that they now have to like relocate yeah. to other. They have to disperse. Yeah. And like, they don't know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Like none of us had ever done this before. Yeah. It was a whole, a whole new world, but that got handled. But there's also been other canceled voyages or other dark voyages. So if you don't know this, here's a fun little, not even an insider tip. This is just a pro tip about Star Cruiser. If you ever look at a calendar for Star Cruiser and there's one random voyage that is booked out, like as soon as the calendar opens and you look and there's a random voyage here booked out and a random voyage there booked out. So far, Star Cruiser is closing. <laughs> no. Yeah, not that it's not a failure, right? <laughs> like it's not sold out. It's no, oh, it's failing. What happens is they have dark voyages. And they plan these dark voyages for different reasons. It could be for the cast to rehearse around the ship because there's literally guests in the ship 45 out of every 48 hours. I'm surprised that they didn't have that sooner. Right. You know, they they did not set themselves up for success. Like you were working yourself too hard. You're going to burn out, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that That's that. I think that was like inevitable that that give a break. Like you got to clean up. You got to, you know, like repaint the walls. Cause that was one thing we noticed from our first to our second voyage. And it was only five months different is we noticed, I, want, I don't want to say wear and tear, but you could tell that it was like, Oh, this isn't the brand new ship. It was the first time yeah. we stepped on board. So they have these dark voyages to do those touch-ups to do any rehearsals they may need to do, but also just to like do whatever it is they need to do while there are not other guests just like running around like, running their hands on the walls. That, 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 that's the part of it that I want to make sure that we point out. This is not from Disney's doing that they have to keep update. It's from us, the guests that maybe get too rambunctious in sublight or, you know, little kids coming from the engineering room into, you know, the atrium, you know, yep. having a hand swipe across the, the walls. And, you know, pe we have to, Point the finger where it, it belongs. You know, it's not Disney. Like they're trying to keep up, but we also have to keep things nice. Right. So, uh, yeah. They got to pump that wonderful smell <laughs> in throughout the But yeah, I, I think it was, you know, that was bound to happen. And the fact that they have them is, you know, just kind of like, okay, hey, we, we, we realize that we got to keep it, keep it up. Right. Taking your car in for an oil change yeah. or a tire rotation. Like that's all, literally all it is, is just like, okay, let's take a break for a second. Let's reset. Let's make sure everything looks good for the next two or three months. Yeah. Cause they've done a few of these already, but nobody talks about them. But I think that kind of, it gets me thinking because now that it is a year, we did see some cast members not continue their contracts. Right. And that would mean that new people have to come in and learn, you know, learn these roles, get acclimated with the rest of the gang. And this is that time. This is that time that everybody could kind of get on that same page. So where they're not, so they're organized as much as they were either, you know, day one or, you know, where they felt they were at their prime at, you know, the six months period or whatever. Yeah. 
Just rehearsing. Yeah. And so they get rehearsals done on the ship while guests are on the ship. You just don't know that it's happening. <laughs> so just, just next time you're on the ship, just keep an eye out for maybe curtains or things that you're like, wait a second. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing. They have scheduled dark voyages like this, right? Through Periodically, they're typically planned out before they've announced the next set of calendar dates, next set of voyage dates. When they announced 2023, they had from January through September. And I think there were two dark voyages already scheduled. About sometime in January of this year, they went through and canceled nine or 10 voyages throughout July and September with like no real rhyme or reason to- Star Cruiser's failing. It's closing down. That's going to be my, it's going to be my trope that any- But it's, but it's anything, closing six months from now. Anything- that was just the the wind was blowing. We heard Star Cruiser was failing. It was closing down. And I think that was the most comical thing this entire year is everything was Star Cruiser's a failure. Disney, Disney's bleeding out. They don't know what to do. It's shutting down. And I am saying it here cool. that... Any immersive, interactive experience that anywhere happens is going to be compared to Star Cruiser. Like that is going to be the benchmark, the golden standard that any other place is going to be compared to. So Universal could do it, but they're going to compare it to Star Cruiser. Yep. Six Flags could do it. It's going to be compared to Star Cruiser. And, and that's the thing. Disney could do it that, again. And, and that's the thing. It's going to be... It's going to be the the Kleenex. It's going to be the Band-Aid of immersive experiences. And so as much as people want to hate on it, and again, I don't agree with the price. I don't like it either, but it's going to, it, it's made such an impact that it's, you can't deny the impact that it's made. Yeah. And I think we'll end up talking about it later on of the impact it's made like on us. Yeah. But globally- this has changed the game. Yeah. So calm down, everybody. <laughs> Hopefully by the time this is released, they're not like Star Cruiser's closed. <laughs> oh my gosh. The day that That'll happens. That'll be a, a wild weekend. So. <laughs> not release that episode. <laughs> You're listening to a potentially unreleased yeah. episode. <laughs> but they do have these dark voyages that got randomly picked after dates came out. And... If people were scheduled on them, they moved them, gave them discounts. We have no idea. Disney has not said a single thing. And believe me, I ask more <laughs> times than I probably is polite. <laughs> Nobody yeah. will tell you anything about what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I, again, we, the, we love to speculate. Th like that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you know, us and our groups were just kind of like, Oh, could it be this? Oh, could it be that? Like, you know, again, but that's where you let your imagination kind of run wild and it could be different things and it could be something so minuscule that they've got to get. It's like super boring. Yeah, super boring. Where, like elevator, like <laughs> repairs, <laughs> inspections. <laughs> so. And here's the most frustrating piece of this. So first of all, if you would like to speculate with us on what these dark voyages are, Drop a comment in YouTube. Let us, let us know what Drop you Drop us a comment on Instagram. We will never know. Probably. We will never know. We, well, maybe we, we will. Like, 
it's like after the fact and they're like, this is what it was for. Yeah. Well, one of my, one of the things that I'm thinking, maybe one day we'll know what it was for, but for the most, they're never going to tell us outwardly like, oh, we were closed these days for this reason. So we can have fun speculating, but. So do you think with the recent visitors is the reason why they had these closing, these, these other dark days, these unexplained dark days? I don't think so. So that that way they don't mess up the timeline. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Because if they were going to do that, they should have done dark days for these visitors, right? Yeah. Because I know I happen to know for a fact that this time that Mando and Grogu were roaming around Galaxy's Edge are low attendance voyages. They could have just canceled them if they were worried about the timeline. So I don't know... I don't even know what to make <laughs> of what they're doing because that's why they told us they, I feel like they told us we would not get these characters over in Batu East because of star cruiser. Star cruiser has locked this timeline and we don't have this weird time warp yeah. that we have over on West. So why, why? It's it's just a, just a speculation. It's that's just, all I was. Everybody loves a baby Yoda. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but let Let's address the other elephant in the room. There have been voyages that have had pretty low attendance. Yep. Star Cruiser's closing. It's, it's closing. canceled. <laughs> no one wants to go. Canceled. My theory and then what I've kind of stayed with is they've, at the beginning, it was, they were able to fill it because it was so new. Mm-hmm. If they would have gone into the having two voyages a week and having that rest day for maintenance and whatever you know, kind of they, they paced themselves. It would have been consistently full. Mm -hmm. And I think now they're seeing that, Hey, they can't fill them. Yeah. And so we've seen the, they could, they couldn't fill them. And when they're low attendance, it's down to, to one dining, to one dining. Yeah. So they've had, they've handled it a few different ways. So we started seeing it back in October, I think was the first time they went down to one dining time and they just condense everybody down. They have, they condense the story that happens during both, like through those two dining times down into one. So they make it work. They have that contingency, that plan B in place, a a B mode, if you will. It's happened since October. And I think here's where the issue is, is one they burned bright. They burned hard and bright, right? They were open every other day, a new voyage from when it opened. When they released those October to December dates, the price went up pretty significantly. And I think people didn't want to pay that extra price. They're like, well, let's wait till next year and see what it looks like. And so I think they were, they had lower attendance because of the higher price, kind of like with portrait experience. And so they had to start making those contingency plans. Yeah. Well, I think they just, they allowed themselves too many variables, right? You know, they, during that time, they have other events going on at Magic Kingdom. You know, they've got the the Christmas parties. Uh, They have, what else do they have? Well, they've got Halloween parties. Then Universal's got Halloween Horror Nights, which is huge. They've got Christmas parties, but they've, there's just a lot going on and the holidays are just, a naturally expensive time to just exist. Yeah. So, you know, I think that factors into that people may not want to be, may not want to spend that money on that trip right. at that time. On two days And of then a they vacation. see that it raised price, you know, so it, it's, I think they were, 
they were changing too, you know, turning too many knobs. You're like, whoa, slow down, like one at a time. Right. And the week of Thanksgiving was sold out cruises. The week between Christmas and New Year's were all sold out cruises. So it's not like it was low attendance for those entire three months. Now that we are, I guess, just now getting past the low season, like one of the typical low seasons for Disney, we saw low attendance cruises then too. They went down to one dining time. They're still doing it into March even. That's normal. There are just lower crowd times right after kids go back into school. People are not going to want to take vacation because they feel that guilt of like, oh, I can't pull my kid out yet. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's normal. Like you just see it more with Star Cruiser because there's more eyes on Star Cruiser and more people wanting it to it fail, to fail yeah. which is just so unfortunate. Like just move on. Go to something <laughs> else. <laughs> go bug Nintendo World or something. That's the newest opening. <laughs> But so the other thing about discounts, they're starting to offer them now. So we've got the low attendance. So that kind of maybe like sets the scene for, okay, maybe we need to do something right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into what we think might happen with, with Star Cruiser. And the DVC members were the first, first ones. God, well, I mean, technically the hurricane. Yeah. But I mean, like as far as like a true, with any kind of. Right. Uh, mis or, yeah, displacement. Right. Like a true affiliated discount was for DVC. Yeah. And it was a good discount too. It was like 30% off, I believe, with if you used points. And I, I, I still don't understand DVC. I it, never will. W one day we'll have like a full like lesson. <laughs> We're going to have to sit in one of those things <laughs> to learn what it is and how, for research. how, how the numbers work. Uh, and, and we'll try to explain it to you. But yeah, I, I've tried to like just kind of from the outside look at it and I don't understand it, but but they got a discount. They so. got a discount and that's good. Even though we're not DVC and we're a little bitter, the fact that it exists means there are more discounts to come. And so DVC discount was for January and February, I believe. So those dates have already come and gone. But then more recently, they announced cast member discounts. And these are hefty discounts. Yeah. Really good discounts. And I'm so glad that they are giving cast members the opportunity because as we've mentioned, it's a very significant price. And if you're a cast member, it's an even more significant price because they're not making, they're not making the kind of money where they could go ball out on Star Cruiser all yeah. the time. So the fact that they're making this available, I love it. Yeah. I'm so happy. Well, I, and I think that's the part of it that it was kind of crummy is you weren't able to experience like you, that was your home and you're not able to experience it type of thing. Yeah. So, so let's do this. We've got cast member discounts, right? Let's look at it, at it as if it is a new ride opening because we're experiencing this right now with Tron that's opening in April. Cast members got the first previews, right? So cast members, Technically got the second discount, but let's say cast members got the first like true, true discount. discount. Okay. What comes next? Uh, AP and DVC. I was like, okay. So APs are going to get the next discounts. That, that's what your uh, speculation. You heard it here. Yeah. That's because I am an AP. I'm an annual pass holder. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would like. <laughs> no, it would be nice. I mean, I think it would, you know, drum up. Uh, but again, with each of these implementations of these discounts, the naysayers 
it's failing. It's closing. And it's like, you're complaining that it's too much. They're looking at ways of incentivizing loyal customers because that's what they're doing. It's DVC to cast members to APs. These are people that have put invested time and money into Disney right. in some way that they know that, okay, th these are people that are going to, you know, continue to spend money, not just somebody that's uh, give me, give me, give me right. with nothing in return. Right. So I think that's a part of it that you forget is they're giving it to the people that they know are going to appreciate it, not just people that are going to come and try to, oh, no, there's this is wrong. This is wrong. This is, you know. Right. And try to destroy the entire thing. Yeah, they're trying to target the the market yeah. <laughs> better. So I think APs are going to get the next discounts. Florida residents usually get a discount. And then like Disney Visa. And then if you're really like scraping the bottom before getting to like a, just a full bar, broad generic, like here is a just discount for all is... Disney Plus, which is like the silliest of discounts to well, me. Well, I mean, and, but I think, again, this is where they, this is that, that synergy that they talk about is when they have a Disney Plus uh, discount, they, they, I'm pretty sure oh, I can almost guarantee they see a spike in subscriptions uh, with uh, Tron opening up to D23 members. Mm -hmm. You were like telling me, hey, you should. Get a membership. Yeah, I'm a because, member. You should be a member. So, but that's the thing is people, that's the way people think. Hey, if there's an opportunity for me to get some kind of advantage, they're going to go for it. Right. And Disney wins. You know. You, Disney wins you every could, time. You, you could you could hate all you want, but they know what they're doing. Yeah. What is it? So, it's not the house always wins. It's the mouse, the mouse always, always wins. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are the main discounts. One of the other things that we can mention in terms of discounts is they, there is currently a Star Cruiser discount for your pre and post stays, but it is not on your actual Star Cruiser piece of it. It is on staying at a Disney resort before or after. And that's open to anybody, but like limited to select voyages, select resorts. I mean, that's like room types. throwing a dart in the dark, oh, right? God, that, trying to, trying to find a. That discount, man. To find, trying to find a value on that one is, is a. I think a shot in the dark. It's there occasionally. Am I significantly more gray <laughs> since that, that discount has come out? Yes, absolutely. There's one other way that you can get a discount on Star Cruiser. And it's a little tricky. You got to make a little bit of a commitment. But group sales and group takeovers of the Halcyon. Are starting. They're starting. They're starting. This is brand new, hot off the presses. Because they weren't offering it before, but believe me, I tried for the longest <laughs> time. And then finally I was like, okay, I guess we'll go when we're doing our takeover on May 3rd. It was like, all right, they're not going to give us a group sale. We'll just book all the rooms individually and we're doing but it. I think, I think that prompted them to see, hey, it's possible. It I think we possible. drummed up enough noise that they said, hey, if the community asked for it, Let's give it to them. Do you think they care enough about I, us? I think they did. I think they did. Because again, if the fact that we were able, I, I feel like that our cruise, the, the, the May 4th takeover, it was a, an indica, you know, that litmus test of here's a, a group of people that we're going to go. Like right. we say, we're going to go. Let's get all our friends, call them up. Let's go. And 
it could happen. It could, it could fill a voyage. So let other groups do that. Let other groups of people, whatever, you know, like-minded they are, let them do it. And you're, you're going to have your filled for, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter if they book it individually or book it as a group. I mean, doing it as a group is nice because there's discounts, but friend of the show, Naomi Sunfeld is also a travel agent and her agency has coordinated the first official like group sale of star cruiser. And I'm like, I'm thrilled (laughs) because I've wanted this for so long and they're going to be able to offer discounts because they've booked out that entire voyage. Yeah, So it's happening. And I think let's kind of pivot the conversation into away from like discounts and into more of the future of star cruiser, because this is what we're seeing is there's a huge interest in costumes, cosplay takeovers, different types of themed takeovers. But the big one is like, we want to be surrounded by people that really want to go hard on this and that really want to like dress up and go all out. And that's the big groups that we've seen so far that have gotten organized. That's what they're about. Like people only want to play more with star cruiser. Yeah. And I I think that's the thing that we've said to from the beginning is this is just like playground that people that are into it, they're going to continue to be into it. You know, that, that there hasn't been a, a bad taste left yet. So right. yeah, nobody has ever gotten off star cruiser that I've seen. That's like, Oh, maybe I won't do as much next time. Like maybe I won't go as hard or dress <laughs> up as much. It's usually like, man, I wish I had done more Yeah. until you're two months away from your next voyage. And you're like, I have no costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Those big hopes that I had two months ago, I haven't started on. Yeah. <laughs> but I think from all that, Right. We've talked about Star Cruiser and how the past, present, and future. The last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on is how much of an impact it's had on everything, like, you know, immersion experiences, but really on our lives. And it was just some fun trip that we wanted to have, that we thought we wanted to have. And it kind of became an entirely different thing with meeting our new friends, uh, having these different parties, starting this podcast, like having new and different dreams and starting to pursue them. I think that's the most interesting thing of Star Cruiser. And even seeing other friends starting, you know, podcasts, starting ideas or dreams that they've had. And it's not even particular to Star Cruiser, but seeing us go after dreams, going after ideas have motivated them to go for, you know, a change or do something different, something that they, you know, are entertained by. And And it's like inspiring, like they, they're inspired by us, but I'm inspired by, like, it keeps me motivated to, to continue because- it's, you know, they're inspiring to me. Right. So. I think it sounds so cheesy. (laughs) Star Cruiser changed my life. It changed our lives. And it's a pretend space cruise. Yeah. But it, it truly has, we would not be sitting here recording this or even having this deep of a conversation of like, what are all the changes that have happened to Star Cruiser over the past year? But what this ship does for people, what, that two night voyage does for people and the way it makes them feel, like you said, the community that it's brought 
us to the friends that we've made, the business ventures we've started. I, me being a travel agent. Yeah. Well, I mean, stuff. like, and again, it's just like baby steps. Like, I feel, I feel I'm more confident in this, you know, position of speaking and just more confident in other aspects of life because of, because of the podcast, because of having conversations with, you know, new people. And it was because of Star Cruiser. So it's like indirectly it's changed, you know, my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, wanting uh, for us to have better intentions for the year. And it's just from us wanting to be able to do more, you know, as far as trips, yeah. you know, like cosplaying. cosplaying. We're cosplayers yeah. now. So it, it's just a lot of life changes have come from, have stemmed from Star Cruiser. They've made us even bigger nerds than we were before. <laughs> I think it's kinds. just more openly nerd. So I think that's the big thing is that's a, you nailed it. Star Cruiser has allowed me to be more of myself in my everyday life. I'm not just the Sarah that I was on the ship that one, that those two days, the first two days that we were there. I'm her almost all the time now. Sometimes yeah. I, sometimes I mask it a little bit and I'm like, <laughs> okay, let me not be so weird about Star Wars. I get to be myself a lot more now. And it gave me that confidence to do that. And I know that we're not the only ones that have been impacted like that because it's not like you mentioned like people being influenced by us and starting this podcast, but there's people that just go on the ship and they're just like, this is amazing. I'm going to make quilts that look like the quilts that are on the bed and they go off and they start an Etsy shop or they want to make gear for cosplayers to wear on the ship. There's all these different amazing things there that are just exploding because of this. And that is why Star Cruiser will never fail because for the people that have experienced it, it has made a lifelong impact. So no matter if Star Wars Hotel is still there in five years time, the legacy and the impact that this ship has had on people will impact us forever. I couldn't have said it better myself. So I think then that's a good place to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And it's not too late. If you want to get in on our big Star Cruiser takeover on May 3rd, it is going to be the absolute best way to celebrate May the 4th. It's just going to be like a two day long party of Star Wars people just living their best Star Wars lives. I cannot wait, but it's not too late. If you want to get in on it, sign up at starcruiserbooking.com. And make sure you check out the guys over at Think the Maker because they're doing their reviews of Mando season three. And it's just so nice having a constant string of Star Wars. What a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. 